Right, good morning, everyone. So as Raj said, uh, my name is Roxana. I'm married to Benny over there. And we've been with Jubilee Church for two years, I think. Um, and we joined over lockdown uh, through Zoom meetings. So we knew everyone, but we didn't really know everyone. <laughs> Um, so it was quite interesting when we actually met face-to-face -to, -face to actually meet people in person. And Anyways, um, so since I got given this place, the stage, um, I thought I might just say a very, very um, you know, strong thank you for everyone that's been praying for New Day and everything that the encouragements that we've had from New Day. Uh, it's, been, it's been an amazing week, hasn't it? Um, it was so humbling to see so many young people praising God in an open field, uh, no, you know, no, no, no judgments and no, nothing. It was just, it was just amazing. So thank you so much for, um, you know, for, for praying for us and the encouragements that we've had. Now, um, I was asked to speak on a message titled In Christ. And I thought... In Christ, what does it mean? It means so many things. Um, and where do I start? And really, as I was praying, um, God really said, in Christ, um, just go to the Bible, go to Ephesians, and read the passage over and over again. And that's what I did. Um, so the title of the message is In Christ, and we're going to be looking at um, Ephesians 1, verse 3. Okay, and I thought it was a bit um, tricky to speak just in one verse, um, but hey-ho, we'll try. Um, so I've had a lovely chat with Jemima, who's going to help me read this out for us. Um, and then I think the best thing would be if we read all, all the way through from um, verse 1 to verse 14. So that's Ephesians 1, verse um, 1 through to 14. Thank you, Jemima. Praise be to God the Father and our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love, he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ, in accordance with his pleasure and will, to praise his glorious grace, which he has freely given us in the one he loves. In him, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us. With all wisdom and understanding, he made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure, which he, he purposed in Christ to be put into effect when time reached their fulfillment to bring unity to all things in heaven and on earth under Christ. In him, we were also chosen, having been predestined according to the plan of him who works out everything in conformity with the purpose of his will, in order that we, who were first to put a hope in Christ, might be, the praise, might be for the praise of his glory. And you also were included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation. When you believed, you were marked in him with a seal the promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise of his glory. Amen. Thank you, Jemima. Okay, so um, 
really, we're going to focus on Ephesians 1 um, verse 3. Um, but really, we couldn't focus just on that. We had to read the whole passage so we, we can understand it better. Now, um, when I was thinking about the message um, and thinking about what can I bring, God give me something to bring because I'm really not sure. I've never done this before. Um, as you can tell, I'm a bit nervous. Um, and God was really saying, you know, as, as, as I reread this passage probably a hundred times, um, God was really saying, um, look a bit deeper and look sort of beyond the words in a way. Because really, if, you, if we um, read verse 3, it says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. So that's something that we know, and that's something that as Christians we've sort of learned along the way, and this is a truth. Um, so um, how do I go deeper? With this message, that was my question to God. Um, so, really, my um, my message really is split into two parts, and the first one, which I think is the most important one, um, is to do with our identity in Christ. Okay, the title of the message is in Christ, and um, it was lovely to hear Charlotte bring that message about the firm foundation because, really, that is what it means to be in Christ to have that firm foundation, and. Um, if your identity is in Christ, then you are seated in Christ. You are firmly stood in Christ. And um, really, just a quick background about the book of Ephesians. Um, this is a letter that Paul has, was um, sort of sent to Ephesus. And it is all about who we are in Christ. And it's important to remind ourselves of this because more often than not, we forget and I think our daily struggles and when you get up in the morning and when you think, do you know, it's, it's a rubbish day, the sky is gray and it's dull, it's not, it's not going to be a good day. Um, and I think reminding yourself of who you are in Jesus is really going to make that bit of a difference in your day. And um, so, so the, the, the letter is um, reminding us of this. Um, but also it's reminding us of who we are created to be and who we created to worship and who, um, who we are created to, to, to obviously be in Christ. Now, when you get up in the morning and um, when you think, you know, it's not going to be a good day, what am I going to do? Um, it's very easy to fall into the trap of, listening to these thoughts and it's very easy to think well actually there's nothing going to be nothing's going to happen today no miracles going to happen it's just an ordinary day um but i think i feel god is saying um we are no longer those people we're no longer the sons and the child the, the children of a dead world but we are children of god and when you have this first thought into your head in the morning, I am a child of God, then everything just seems to change course, doesn't it? And um, as I was praying with Helen this morning, and we were praying, and, and she said, just speak this over yourself. I'm a daughter of God. And really, what that's done is it's given me the confidence to come here in front of you and speak. Um, so um, Paul is reminding us who we are. So we have this very solid grounding 
Because really, you, we all have, you know, we've got desires of the flesh, we're tempted to give in to them easily, and um, it's only through this very firm foundation that we can, that we can carry on and have, you know, have, have an amazing day. And, um, and really, personally, I felt this quite strongly because some of you may know, but I started a job back in September. Um, I decided to go into teaching, secondary school, um, which I thought at first was a brilliant idea. It still is, but um, it has been tougher than I thought, much, much tougher than I thought. And for me, um, I was reading the Bible, and um, you know, I've been a Christian all my life. I grew up in a Christian household. Um, but for me, reading the Bible became a little bit of just one of the things that you've got to do during the day. So you get up, you read your Bible, and then you get on with your day. It wasn't really until I started this job that um, with the pressure that was put on me, with the pressure to perform, with the students, um, very, very tough circumstances in those students, that I actually, I started to read the Bible and read it for myself and read it um, as something that's alive. And it wasn't until I decided to give it into Jesus and I said, look, Lord, I'm about to break. I'm about to collapse. I don't think I can do this anymore. Please, will you take this away from me? Please, will you be with me today as I go through these tough days? And it wasn't until then that I was completely vulnerable um, that God sort of opened my eyes. And as I was reading the Bible, I was, I was coming up with all of these encouragements and all of these blessings. And, and I said, Wow, I've never, I've, I've never read the Bible this way, so it could be a passage that I've read a hundred times, and it, it wasn't making any sense. Um, so, um, now, if we get our identity in Christ solid and rock solid from the Bible, then we understand. We understand what it means to be part of this, part of the body of Christ, okay? Okay. Um, whether you've been a Christian for 50 years or whether you've been a Christian for only a few weeks, it's life-changing, isn't it? It is life-changing when you, when you no longer have to worry about what people think of you, when you no longer have to worry about, um, you know, judgments and, and everything that's going to happen through the day when you know that you've got Jesus and you've got the salvation. So it's amazing. Life-changing. Um, so following, obviously, me starting reading the Bible um, a bit more in depth and digging deeper, I noticed a change. I noticed how, really, I was much more joyous, much more sort of open. Um, I, I, I am quite a talkative person, uh, as you can tell. <laughs> but um, it was, you know, when something weighs very, something weighs heavy on your heart, then you can't really be yourself. You can't be that person. Um, and then I noticed how throughout the day, all of the circumstances seemed to be all positive and, and pink and whatever color you want to give it. Um, and um, it's, just, it's just been amazing. Um, so back to the passage then. Um, 
It's important to remember that our identity in Christ is not, it's, it's, it's so much. And, and for me to be standing here and talking to you in 30 minutes about what it is, it's hard. So, you, so um, I had to pick a few things. But one of the things that comes across in this passage is um, we are all disciples and we are called by the will of God. So Paul starts his letter with Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God. So this really wasn't something that caught my attention at the start. But then if you think about it, it's by the will of God. It's not by any qualifications. It's not by anything that he's done. It's not by, oh, he's gone to Bible college or theology course or all of that. Nothing like that. But it's actually by the will of God. And that's who we are. We are disciples by the will of God. And um, really problems come in um, every day and, 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 and when you've got problems and trials and, and your faith is being tested um, and really if you're not sure, sometimes you're not sure um, where God called you. Um, you're not sure where, why am I even doing this? Why am I putting myself in harm's way? Um, and and, and it's, really, it's really easy that if we came up with the idea ourselves um, it's really easy to just give in and just change. Um, so, but we must remember that God is sovereign. And God is the one that will give you strength. And God is the one that will give you the ability to go through with things. Like me giving you this message. God is giving me the ability to do this. Okay. And, um, and, and really as a personal anecdote, um, we were, so me and my husband were really undecided whether to stay here in Teesside or whether to go to and move to Manchester. And that's where our family is. Um, so we were sort of in between. And we felt, as, as we were praying, we felt that God was saying, no, stay here, stay here, and stay here. And I said, but surely there's nothing for me here. There's, Benny didn't have a job. Um, and... Really, I only just got into this job, so I was thinking, why am I doing this? Why? why? Um, and it wasn't until, really, um, we learned to trust God, um, and we said, do you know, actually, we, we don't know why we're here, and we, we just know that we've been welcomed into this amazing family that is Jubilee Thursday side, um, and we said, we trust in God. And we're just going to go with it and, and see what there is in store for us. And it wasn't until July of this year that Benny got a job. And so he'd been, for the most part, uh, almost a year without a job in this area when we could have gone somewhere else and we could have had a job within a week. Um, and why am I telling you this? I'm telling you this to sort of encourage you because it, for us, it, our faith was being tested when we were thinking about this massive decision. And, you know, we said, we're going to trust God. We're going to keep praying. And we, when, when you pray, when you dedicate your time to actually meditate on God's word and listen to him, it is just amazing. Um, so we're here and we'll be in Teesside for the next, for the most part. <laughs> um, thank you. <laughs> um, right, so... Um, when um, in the Bible, when Paul talks about 
to God's holy people. Um, when he says to God's holy people, he's addressing um, Ephesians, right? He's addressing people in Ephesus. And it's, it's an interesting choice of words, God's holy people. Um, some translations may use the word saints. Now, as I was looking through this, um, I was thinking, what does it mean to be a saint? Because really, I think you can look at traditional folklore and you might have a saying, um, you know, we always say, oh, he's done, he's, he's donated all his money to the poor, he's a saint. He's done this, he's a saint. He's helping all lots of people, he's a saint. Um, but really, um, God wants to correct our view of what it means to be a saint. Um, and he wants to say that we are God's holy people, that this is, who, this is our identity. And sometimes we struggle to step into it, and especially young people, um, it, we struggle to, to think, well, am I holy? How, how, how could you say this? Because surely I've got this, I've done this and this and this, and I'm not holy. Um, so it's not, nothing to do with what you've done. It's nothing to do with um, who, how many deeds, good deeds you do on a daily basis, although obviously that's good. Um, it's all about who Jesus says we are, who God says we are. And um, my my own perception of this has changed over the years because I grew up in quite a, a, a traditional conservative, uh, um, conservative household. And for me, it was always the case of, here's a list of rules. So the Bible is a list of rules and you've got to follow them. And if you don't follow them, then you have to ask for forgiveness and then you start again every day and you'll never, you'll never be good enough. Like, come on, like if you go through all the pages, there's probably millions of things that we must do, and we'll never come close to doing all of these. Um, and really, it wasn't until I met Jesus and I, and I felt in my heart what it's like to be loved by him, to be offered life to the full. And you've got, um, there's a verse in the Bible, John 4, 14, and it says, but whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. The water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. So when you meet Jesus, you become, you have this well inside of you that just keeps wanting to do things. So you do them out of, out of this well rather than following a set of rules. Um, and for me, it was just mind-blowing when I realized this. Um, so... We know that our identity is in Christ. We know that we are God's holy people. The Bible says so. Um, and God's holy people are the believers. So if you believe, then you're holy. There's no ticking, ticking the list. There's no things. You're just simply holy. Um, and as a result of us being seated with Christ, so seated in Christ, sorry, um, we get a whole load of spiritual blessings in Christ. And this passage, um, verse 4, all the way to verse 14, talks about all of these blessings. Um, now, Paul has, as I was looking into this, Paul has a way of expressing himself, which is a bit bizarre to, to us 21st century readers. Um, and as I was reading this, um, he puts, um, so all the, ver so verse 3, all the way to 14, it's one sentence in Greek. 
And I thought, great, I'm going to try my best. Um, so, again, this reminded me that you can read the Bible, and you can struggle to understand it, and you can think, well, there's so much going on in here that I can't possibly comprehend it. But actually, if you, if you sit down, if you take the time, and if you pray, God, please open the eyes of my heart. Please open my eyes so I can understand what you are trying to tell me. Um, it's just everything comes alive. And really, what it's saying here is saying that every spiritual blessing in Christ um, comes from the Lord. And there's a this unique relationship that Jesus has with God the Father. And it's only through this relationship that we can enjoy God, that we can enjoy his presence. So our enjoyment of God is only through Jesus. And this is worked out in the salvation. And it's, it's, again, it's not about anything that you do. It's not about anything that we've done, but it's about Jesus' sacrifice on the cross for us. And as I was studying this, um, as I said before, I'm a teacher, so I quite enjoy um, analyzing words. I did a bit of linguistics. Um, and for me, this, this sort of use of the verb has blessed us stood out. Because in English language, it's one of the... Um, amongst the only languages that does this, but has blessed us, it's something um, called the present continuous. And what it means is um, it has a starting point somewhere in the past, but it continues to the present. So this is not accidental, the fact that they've used the present continuous here. It's not actually an accident. It says has blessed us. It means it started in the past and it continues now. And when I realized this, I thought, wow, it, it does continue now. Because we can, only, we can only see the Bible as being sort of far away, the Old Testament and everything. But actually, it's saying, no, God has blessed us. It's been decided by God here. And it's continuing now. And it's been accomplished. It's been done. Now... If we look at um, verse 4, it says, for, his, for he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love, he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will. And, and all the rest. Now, all of these are the blessings that we get in Christ. So, it's, it's impossible for me to try and fit in all of these blessings, but I've, I've made a sort of a summary of them. And really, we're in Christ. Our, we are firmly established in Christ. And we are, it says the, in the Bible, that we have every spiritual blessing. But what does it actually mean to be blessed? And the good things that God has given us are really probably beyond our ability to even comprehend or number. Um, but we can outline a few. So um, one of them is I am holy. It says in the Bible that we are holy and blameless in his sight. You, me, 
Everyone is holy. I am adopted, adoption to sonship. We are adopted into God's family. I am redeemed. How good does that feel? I am redeemed. Um, I am included. I am included in God's family. Everyone is included in God's family. I am marked with a seal. And that seal is the Holy Spirit. And it's only through the Holy Spirit that we can access, you know, we can access what God has done for us. Is this seal. And the last one, I am called. And going back to what I was saying in the start, we are called to be disciples. We're called to be disciples and disciple people, as Rob was saying. Um, so these are just some of the blessings. Now, what I started doing um, is I started getting a, a notebook. And as, I was reading, as I'm reading the Bible, I'm starting getting all of the blessings and writing them down about what the Bible says, and I've, I've gone through half the notebook, and it's, you know, still going, and if, if, there's, if there's anything that I want you to take away from today, really, are these blessings that you get in Jesus Christ, and I would encourage you to try this for yourself, and I would encourage you to try and pick out all the blessings that you get, and they, they never end, and there was a, there was, I think, a Bible verse, no, a Bible plan that I was reading, and it said that we are supremely blessed. Now, supremely blessed, that is just mind-blowing. Um, so, so far, we know that God has blessed us, us, the believers, the saints, the holy people, people who cling to Jesus. He has blessed us. We are blessed in Christ through his death and resurrection and with all the blessings which are spiritual. And spiritual blessing simply means to do with the Holy Spirit. And um, there's a passage in Matthew that says that do not store your treasures on earth and store them in heaven because that's where the moth and the flies and the, and the thieves will not break in and steal. Now, this is what God is doing. He is storing all of our spiritual blessings up there in heaven. And he pours them on us every day. And they're there. And they're there for eternity. I think the most important thing is for us to step in to these blessings. So maybe a question for you today would be, do you live like a blessed person? Are you living in this? Are you living out the promises of God? Um, so that's my question for you today then, at the end. Are you living like someone who has received all of these blessings, every spiritual blessing in Christ? Now, if the band could come up, please. Um, I thought I might, I might do this. It's not quite, it's quite unusual, but um, I hope it's going to work. Um, now, if anything today, anything that I've said today has resonated with you, or if anything that I've said today has stirred you in any way, 
Um, if you don't have a relationship with Jesus yet, if you wouldn't call him your savior, if you want to receive his countless blessings, then I invite you to come to the front and be prayed for. So what we're going to do is we're going to have people on either side for people to be prayed for, to make what is going to be the best decision of your life. And if you are a Christian, what we are going to do is we're going to worship together. But before we do that, um, in Ephesians verse 17, all the way through verse 21, it's a, it's, it's a prayer that Paul prays to Ephesus. And I would love for us to pray it together. That's okay. And we should have the words on the screen. Okay, so if we all do it together, the Bible says pray for each other. And this is what we're going to do now. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> so, verse 17. I keep asking that God, our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people and his incomparably great power for us who believe. The power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly realms, far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every name that is invoked, not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you so much.